Welcome to Explorations of the Heart and Soul, guided meditations by Australian Zen teacher Andrew Tutel. Find out more at ordinarymind.com.au. Andrew's Zen teachings are made possible by donations from people like you. Welcome back everyone, welcome home. I'd like to um, dedicate this guided meditation on the Heart Sutra this morning, the 9th of May, 2021, to um, Avalokitesvara, the mother of all Buddhas, my own mother who passed away a few years ago, who birthed me and gave me my opportunity to take my first breath. And mothers everywhere throughout the world. Bringing wisdom and tender care to all beings. <clears throat> In many ways, the, the Heart Sutra is the manifestation of the, the female form of the Bodhisattva of compassion. And in many ways, as human beings, <clears throat> our compassion originates in our attachment system, our ability to care for our young mothering, whether we're a male or female, the ability to nurture provides the foundation for our empathy and compassion for all beings. So please settle into your posture for this guided meditation. Breathing into your posture or allowing your posture to breathe settling into the breath. The art of being present to our in-breath and our out-breath. Goes to the core of our practice. We were born, we took our first breath, our breath, our out-breath. And when we die, we also take our last breath, our out-breath. One of the ways in which to understand the Heart Sutra is to see it as a teaching about the one body. The one body from which all bodies come and go back to. As we remain present to our breath, there's no effort we have to make 
This breathing body simply breathes out. All the bodies are being breathed as this one body. The contraction and expansion, the in-breath, the expansion, the exhalation, the contraction. the expansion and contraction of the universe. Our breath is our great teacher. It also teaches us to let go. Ah. We just simply surrender to the breath. Moment by moment. In today's guided meditation, I'm going to cover some of the key points of the sutra. The Heart Sutra is a condensed version of much longer Heart Sutras. But it really contains all we need. It teaches us the direct path. Sudden realization, sudden awakening. Seeing directly into our true nature. In this guided meditation, we will contemplate the nature of the emptiness of all things. The suchness of all things. Our inherent Buddha nature. The oneness of all things. The realization that all the beautiful things in this world, the mountains and rivers and trees, all our colors and sounds, are absent of any essential existence. All these beautiful things are presenting or presencing from absence. So we will be letting go of all our identities by coming to be just this moment. We will also focus on consciousness, 
another important part of the Heart Sutra. Finally, we'll move to the mantra at the end of the Heart Sutra. The famous mantra can be seen as summarizing the whole sutra. In other words, the, the mantra is all another con, a, a, a condensation of the, of the short Heart Sutra. And then during the final 10 minutes of this guided meditation, rather than doing the witnessing practice, I will be introducing you to the, the ah mantra. And in many ways, the ah mantra, the syllable ah, which comes at the beginning of the Heart Sutra, can also be seen as a condensation of the whole sutra. The R is often chanted aloud, either on one's own or with a group. And finally, as Bernie Glassman teaches, even the R is unnecessary. For this very moment is the wisdom literature. This very moment is the perfection of wisdom. The Heart Sutra negates the traditional teachings of Buddhism. For example, the Four Noble Truths. The Four Noble Truths, especially the, the Fourth Truth, describes the gradual path to awakening. The eight factors that we practice from right view onwards to right understanding, to right livelihood, onwards to right meditation and right wisdom. The Heart Sutra is pointing to the direct realization of Buddha nature right now, pointing to our essential nature right now. All we have to do is recognize it. We can also cultivate the parameters, the perfections, the virtues. We can cultivate our compassion itself. We're not incompatible with each other. The gradual path and the sudden path go together. But the Heart Sutra is the direct pointing to our essential nature right now. Let's explore this mystery called emptiness form, boundlessness form, absence presence, the one and the many, our essential nature.
This is from the first verse of the Dad Te Ching. A way called way isn't the perennial way. A name that names isn't the perennial name. The named is mother to the 10,000 things, but the unnamed is origin to all heaven and earth. In perennial absence, you see mystery, and in perennial presence, you see appearance. Though the two are one and the same, once they arise, they differ in name. One and the same, they call dark enigma, dark enigma deep within dark enigma, gateway of all mystery. Emptiness appears as form and form appears as emptiness. There would be no presence without absence and no absence without presence. We are both presence and absence, form and emptiness. Here's a little story from about the uh, one of the Chen Chan masters called Don Chan from a book called Just This Is It by Tegan Dan Layton, Soto teacher in the States. It's a story about um, realizing one's essential nature. Dongshan asked the monk, where have you come from? And the monk responded, from wandering in the mountains. Dongshan asked, did you reach the peak? And the monk said, yes. Dongshan asked, if there was anyone on the peak. The monk replied, no, there was not. Dongshan said, if so, then you did not reach the peak. Here, Dongshan indicates that if nobody was there, then neither was the monk by definition. If this peak experience was true, emptiness, in which not a thing exists, then neither could this monk exist there. But the indomitable monk replied clearly, if I did not reach the peak, how could I have known there was no one there? After this revelation, Dongshan asked, why this monk had not remained on the mountaintop. And the monk replied honestly that he would have been so inclined that there was someone from the West, probably referring to the Buddha or Bodhidharma, 
we would not have approved. Dongshan then praised them all, saying, I had wondered about this fellow. So, this is what the Heart Sutra invites us to realize right now in our practice. That essentially we are no one and no thing. And at the same time, we are all things and all people. Hence, we come back down from the mountain peak into the marketplace. To share this understanding. Of course, it's a lot more difficult in everyday life to practice emptiness is form and form is emptiness. But if we get insights into this all the time, summarized by the classic uh, story about the rowing boat, which Joko tells and which you've all heard, the uh, you're in the rowing in your old rowing boat in the morning on the lake and it's all misty and from out of the mist this is other rowing boat coming towards you at quite a speed before you know it you have an instant reaction an angry reaction what are you doing rowing into my boat But suddenly you realize there's nobody in the other rowing boat. It's totally empty. When somebody curses us or screams at us, or goes to, gets angry at us, it's very difficult to remain in emptiness in that moment. All of a sudden, all our mental formations come into play and we create two separate identities and there's a collision our defenses come up and the walls come up it's not easy to practice emptiness in everyday life but we get constant insights into it the edge is our anger our fear our anxiety sit on that edge become one with the anxiety one with the fear one with the anger we let go of our identity by becoming one with this moment the heart sutra teaches us to let go of identity So we can play in boundlessness and emptiness and play of the 10,000 things.
There is beauty everywhere. The concepts of absence and presence might also be translated as formless and formful, for they are just two different ways of seeing the ever generative tissue of reality. Absence is all existence, seen as one undifferentiated tissue, reality as we have seen prior to our names. While presence is that same tissue seen in its differentiated forms, the 10,000 things, reality differentiated by our names. That's from an author called David Hinton, who's a, an expert on classical Chinese and Taoism. The tissue of reality, form, emptiness, absence, presence. The one tissue, the one reality, always one and many at the same time. The whole universe is our body from that perspective of oneness. That which is presencing is also absenting. There is nothing to hold on to. And this is what we are. So I invite you to let go of your name, let go of your age. Andrew, Gareth, Phil, Anne, Kate, Janet, Jed, Jason, just names, let all the names go. Age is just a number, let it go. Ask yourself truly, who or what is breathing now? It's not Andrew who is breathing or Gareth that is breathing. Who or what is actually breathing? Here is the invitation to enter the emptiness within, the emptiness within our own mind. The inside is exactly the same as the outside and the outside is exactly the same as the inside. In fact, there is no outside or inside. And again, it's just a distinction made by discriminating mind. I invite you into exploring background and foreground. Background awareness. Notice the background awareness that you are. Notice how everything is appearing and disappearing in this background awareness. This is emptiness form within our own mind. The emptiness is our background awareness. The form is our sensations, perceptions, thoughts, mental reactions, emotions. Often we get caught up in the foreground in our everyday life, usually in our thoughts, our identities, 
and we forget the background. <clears throat> background is empty mind. Foreground is thoughts coming and going. Just rest in the background. Cease to grasp or push away thoughts and feelings. Like the breath, just let it come and go. Just let the thoughts come and go. They have no inherent reality. They naturally self-liberate. Just rest in the open sky spaciousness of empty mind, which is creative mind, not knowing mind, the mind of the sage and the fool, beginner's mind, rest in that. Notice the background awareness and notice how the thoughts arise from the awareness and go back into the awareness. Just like we are born into this world and then die. But that from which we are born and that to which we go back to when we die is never born and is never died. That which is never born and which never dies is the mother of all things, it's the generative tissue, it's the Tao, it's that which cannot be named. It's that which has no eyes, ears, nose, tongue, or discriminating mind. Which takes us to the topic of consciousness. In the Heart Sutra, it talks about the consciousness scandal, which also includes all the other four scandals. And the Heart Sutra negates the traditional, what I call the six, the six consciousnesses in Buddhism, traditional Buddhism. The consciousness of our eyes, of visual consciousness, consciousness of our ears, sounds, consciousness of nose, smell, the consciousness of tongue, tasting, and the consciousness of our body, our physical sensations. And in, Buddh in Buddhism, mind is also seen as consciousness. 
our discriminating mind, our thoughts, our concepts. The mind is the sixth consciousness and is often translated as discrimination, that which names reality. When we enter into the marketplace, we need to be able to discriminate. We have to participate in that language. It has a useful function, but don't mistake it for ultimate reality. Interestingly, the uh, Yogacara school in Buddhism adds an extra two depth dimensions to the, those six consciousnesses. The seventh level of consciousness, it's very interesting. It's seen to be where the subtle sense of a separate self arises. When we in engage with our senses and with our mind. The seventh level of consciousness creates this sense of a subject and object which are separate from each other. This is what creates the foundation for us and them. It's very, very subtle and is lodged in our body reactions as well. The eighth level of consciousness, which is often referred to as the metaphor of the storehouse consciousness, is like the Buddhist name for all, our, all the unconscious stuff that is stored. It ranges from our culture to our historical patterns, core beliefs, unconscious traumatic memories, all these mental formations that are stored there. Some Buddhists believe the storehouse consciousness stores memories from previous lifetimes. But you don't have to necessarily believe in that. You can just see the storehouse consciousness as the unconsciousness of our particular life in this life. And when, we, when patterns come up or repetitive thoughts come up, this can be seen as the manifestation from the storehouse consciousness. It not only stores negative stuff, it stores positive stuff as well. So this, what the Thich Nhat Hanh calls it the, uh, the seeds of affliction and the seeds of mindfulness. We can in, understand and let go of the seeds of affliction and cultivate the seeds of mindfulness. So affliction such as fear and shame can be understood from a contemporary psychological point of view as subpersonalities or parts that are alienated from our Buddha nature. We need to meet these split off unconscious parts and introduce them to our Buddha nature right here, right now, just this moment. Become one with your fear, become one with your shame see it dissolve. Have your inner fears and angers met with your boundlessness, with your Buddha nature? If not, next time they come up, introduce it to them.
Finally, the mantra at the end of the Heart Sutra. Gate, gate, paragate, parasamgate, bodhisattva. This is a translation by Bernie Glassman. Gone, gone, have gone, altogether have gone. Where have we gone to? The other shore. Where is the other shore? Right here, right now. Here now, where we always are, this is the other shore. Only this time we are non-separated from this moment. That is nirvana. That is letting go. Letting go of all grasping, of all holding on to. Bernie Glassman says, we think of letting go as doing something, throwing things away, ending a relationship, getting rid, rid of whatever's bother, bothering us. But that doesn't really work. We let go by eliminating the separation between us and what we wish to let go of. We become it. This is letting go of letting go. So Bernie says the way to let go of anger is to enter the anger, become the anger rather than separate from it. We don't get rid of anger by trying to get rid of it. The same applies to forgetting the self. To forget the self means to become what is, become what we are. Just let go and be what you are, be this very moment. If you are breathing, just be breathing. And you will realize that you are the whole universe with nothing outside or external to you. The beautiful mountain, that's you. Anger, lust, joy, frustration, they're all you. None are outside. And because there's no outside, there's also no inside. Altogether, this is you. This is the meaning of Shakyamuni Buddha's I alone am. As the Diamond Sutra says, the past cannot be grasped, the future cannot be grasped, the present cannot be grasped. The present cannot be grasped, it can only be lived. Now I'm going to invite you into practicing the Ah mantra. The Ah is the first syllable of the um, Heart Sutra, Ah Balukiteshvara. The first 
letter of the alphabet. The R sound is often associated with creation. Zazen is a very creative practice. In chanting the R, we become one with the R, with the vibration of the R. To chant the R mantra, take a deep breath, and then on your exhalation, open your eyes and mouth wide, raise your gaze, and chant a resounding, relieving ah, as far as you can go. I'll just demonstrate. Doesn't come across that great on Zoom, but you'll get the idea. <clears throat> oh. Be aware of your outbreath as you chant the mantra and continue to repeat the mantra from one to three times. You can try to chant at different volumes and in different tones, emptying yourself totally and dissolving with the outbreath. As you do this, be aware of how your mind unites and mingles with space and how that space itself mingles with your awareness. Let everything else, thoughts, emotions, feelings, plans, distractions, noises, expectations, dissolve into vast open space. Simply rest in the view, at ease with everything, including yourself precisely as you are. And their instructions from Lamia Surya Das in Natural Radiance, who's a Dokshan teacher. So I'll invite you to join in with me. We'll do three goes. <clears throat> and you can just chant out loud in your own room, taking a deep breath. Oh. And just rest into the silence. Rest in the utter silence and the natural simplicity of your state of just being. Let's try it again. <clears throat> Deep breath. Rest in the silence. One last time, deep in breath. Oh. 
So just become one with the vibrations and one with the sound. You become one with the Heart Sutra, liberating and freeing yourself on all other beings. That brings to an end our.